Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, friends. I am your host, Melissa Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Cope, Hope, and Thrive. On Cope, Hope, and Thrive, we celebrate our present progress, breathe in the moments, and look expectantly to God to teach us how to cope and cultivate hope so that we can thrive right where we are. So hey, let's get started. Welcome back, Thrivers. I'm glad you could join me today. Today's episode will be about living in the overflow, finding your rhythm, and then living in the overflow. We're almost four months into 2022. We've moved moved past the newness of the year, and you've probably settled into a rhythm. Getting up, going to work, coming home. If you have kids, doing their sports, going to church, going to the gym, going to meet your family, you got a rhythm going. Thinking about that rhythm, are you satisfied with that rhythm? Is it accomplishing what you needed to in your life? If it is doing what you needed to do, then celebrate it. Celebrate yourself for figuring it out these first few months of 2022. Go ahead and do like the kindergartners do and kiss your brain. If it's not working, or let me go back and say, if it's working, go ahead and reflect on why it's working. Why does this rhythm meet your need? What are you doing? Go ahead and and record it, write it down. It's important that we know what works so we can continue the cycle, continue the momentum. Especially if there's an interruption and you have to get back to that rhythm and you really liked it because you've written it down, you'll know to go back to it and you'll have it there for reference when you need it. Now, if you haven't settled into a rhythm, don't shrink or avoid this moment. There's no shame in where you are. There's only shame in staying. I know I haven't quite gotten to the rhythm. I'm almost there. So now is the time to pause and and ponder. We're approaching 90 days of the first year. For those friends who are the 90-day planners, you're about to hit that day 90, and it's going to be time to reflect and start the second 90 days where you can reset and you start over. So pause and ponder. What are you trying to accomplish? Maybe you just need something as simple as a morning routine to get into a rhythm. Maybe you're trying to develop balance in your life, that work-life balance, and you're trying to end your day at a decent time so that you still have time to be with your family at home. Or if you're single and you're at the house by yourself and you want to have that time to work on a project or something. Pick an area to focus on. Just one. Gain some traction in that one area. And then move on. I've had some health goals that I keep failing to sustain my progress. Just over and over. I start, I stop, I start, I stop. It's really been frustrating to keep not reaching my goal. So I've really been analyzing myself and my habits over the last couple of weeks because I haven't hit it. I know those 90 days are approaching and I'm like, oh, here I go again. 
And so looking at my habits and looking at what is it that's really keeping me from reaching my goals as with my health and my body, part of my problem is not really planning. I plan and I have it all written down, but it's not as, as specific as I need it to be. I've sort of planned and I've sort of scheduled. It's like 80% there. And I need it to be 100%. I haven't wholeheartedly committed to the process. Like I said, I've written it down, got it in my journal, and I'm going to do this a couple days a week. And I have my Fitness Pal app that I record things, but it's just not connecting for me. And I, I had to just take an honest look at myself and go, you know, it's not clicking because I'm really not committed. Because I'm comfortable in my own skin. Uh, I've always been kind of thick. Um, and so I'm comfortable being thick. I'm comfortable with the big thighs. I'm comfortable because I know that's just where I am. Uh, you know, I I accept my body the way it is. Um, but at the same time, I know that I can do better. And as I'm getting older, I know I need to you know, keep on that path of taking care of myself and not just completely let it go because things are aching. So what I've been doing, I started adding reading and some video content about healthy living, about exercises, about, you know, good eating habits. The app I use has a, a stream with articles and testimonies. So I've started reading and watching them at least twice a week. What a difference it has made. I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, but I already see the change in my mindset. I already see um, my awareness throughout the day of what I need to do because I've added this content to think about, to reflect on. Before, I'm like, okay, I know I have these things I need to do, but I really wasn't feasting my eyes on the right things. I wasn't stopping and being purposeful about learning and about where I am and about what I needed to know about my body. So seeing other people and their testimonies has encouraged me, um, as well as the articles about different things to do. So just having that in front of my eyes and having it in my mind has added that little extra push that I needed. Um, I find myself you know, just, okay, you know what? I've got 10 minutes. I read this article that gave me a tip about doing something for 10 minutes. So let me get the weights out. Let me, I, I'm really much more aware of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. That purposeful and intentional action. So what do you need to keep before you in order to find your rhythm? When you decided on your area that you want to focus on to build your rhythm, Go ahead and write it down and define what it looks like for you. Be realistic and start small. We have to start small. Starting small. I'm going to say it again. Start small so that you can have levels of success as you move because the key is building the habit. I don't just want to diet. I don't necessarily, for me, believe in dieting because I like food. I enjoy eating. I love to savor flavors and spices and different kinds of food, all types of, um, you know, delicacies. And then that's not going to change. 
So I have to navigate what I'm doing with some discipline and moderation because I know I'm going to eat some ice cream. I know I'm going to eat some cheesecake, but I can do that with moderation um, and be conscious of that. So what do I need? What do you need to um, being realistic about where you are? being realistic about how you change. So I know I'm going to continue liking food. So I have to be realistic with what I do and how I set it up. And that's been happening. And I'm like, all right, this, this is good. I'm liking the traction that I'm gaining and I'm having some success at, um, what would I call it? Having success at being intentional about the about my weight and about my health journey. So I'm I'm excited too. Now for those whose rhythm is good, look ahead. Are there any bumps on the road that you can foresee? Anything you need to make adjustments for, like some events, some activities, special occasions? And then go ahead and plan for that. Stop and go, hmm, I may need to make some adjustments because I've got this going on, that going on, so that your rhythm isn't interrupted unexpectedly. If you know it's getting ready to come, it's going to be interrupted, you can make adjustments so that you can get back on and into your rhythm once that thing has passed. And let me talk a little bit about your rhythm. Your rhythm is yours. It's unique to you. And because it's unique to you, you can't compare it to anyone else. Your rhythm is the pace at which you have to operate in order to maintain, check this out, your personal peace and operate from a place of grace towards others. Well, I kind of like that. And I know I just said it, but I like it. It came out real nice. I like that. Let me say it again. Your, your, your pace is where you operate in order to maintain your personal peace and your place of grace towards others, a place of personal peace. And then it allows you to operate from a place of grace towards others. It's a position of operating from the overflow of your life. That overflow, that's kind of an odd word. You don't hear it too often. I used to hear it a lot in church in reference to the Holy Spirit moving on us and through us, giving us strength. Um, usually it has something to do with the supernatural and we operate in the overflow so the Holy Spirit can do some moves and that kind of thing. And all that's good. There's another wrong with that. I definitely believe that the Holy Spirit does move that way. But I also know that God is practical and that the Holy Spirit is here to teach us so the overflow is extra and it, when we function out of the extra, what we don't need to sustain ourselves, then that puts us in that place where we can remain in our peace and then we remain in a, a place where we can operate from grace. And it makes me think about two scriptures, John 7 um, and 38 when Jesus was talking to the disciples and he said, this is coming out of the amplified version. He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. 
And then I connect that to Ephesians 5 and 18, where it says, do not get drunk with wine for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. So we have these two verses that talk about being filled, having a, a rush of living water, a river, a spring. And the key word is like constantly and continuous. So when I think about this overflow, I think about the rhythm of like the cycle of seasons. We know winter, fall, spring, summer, they rotate, they come and they go. There's an ebb and a flow. And so your rhythm of doing life and being successful. When I say successful, it's not that end all be all success is you're getting it done that you are in a place where you're comfortable with where you are. You're confident in what you're doing and that's successful. So when you're in that place, this overflow, then that's how, what you operate from. Well, how do you get to the overflow? It starts with filling yourself to capacity. When we look at that in the verse in John, that the Holy Spirit is going to bring those rivers of living water out of us. And then Ephesians, we get to a place where we have to be receiving. So we have these two things happening at the same time. Holy Spirit is there to do the work, to put it in us. But then we have to be in a place of receiving. And of course, it makes me think about operating a vehicle and you got to fill your gas tank. When your gas tank is filled to overflowing, you're ready to ride. Come on, y'all, let's go. You jump in the truck, jump in the car, and you you keep going. You know, there's no limit because you got a full tank of gas. As that gas tank starts to deplete, you become a little more conscious about where you're going. Once you get past that half a tank, uh oh, wait, I don't know. You get to a quarter of a tank left and you start to, mm -mm, no, I mean, I can't do that because I got to save my gas. So you become much more, you hesitate, you're stingy. You don't want to give it out because you know what you need in order to function. And it's the same thing with our life. When you are functioning from a full internal tank, you ready to go. Let's go. There's no, you don't hinder, you don't stop, you don't, you know, take a double take. You keep going and you're ready to go. You give to people, you are generous, you're in a place where you can hear. You not only listen to people, you not only hear them, but you listen. You're in a place where you uh, are full of gratitude and you're encouraging that person and you're in a, just a different place. We're sensitive to what Holy Spirit might be putting on the inside of us. So the overflow starts with your source of strength. From where do you draw your strength and energy? Family, friends, work, working out, cooking. Where does your strength and energy come from? What energizes you and gets you going, stirs up your passion, and allows you to maintain your personal peace, that quiet on the inside, as well as uh, allowing you to treat other people with grace. As a disciple of Christ, you have a helper. I've talked about the Holy Spirit. He deposits within us, like I said, that river of living water, and it continuously flows in us and through us. But in order to be filled, you got to be under the spout where the water comes out. 
And this is where that rhythm comes in. When you are setting your rhythm and setting your pace, you want to think about your mind, your body, and your spirit. How are you filling your mind? What do you need to fill your mind with on a regular basis that allows you to resist and stand strong against that that negative self-talk and just the things that come and bombard our minds and they may cause anxiety or fears or different things. What do you need to stay strong in regards to your mind? What do you need for your body? We know we need sleep. We need exercise. Got to get oxygen to your brain. How do you feed your body the right kinds of foods? So when you talk about your rhythm, you know, your eating schedule, what are you eating? How are you sleeping? All of that ties into your rhythm, a successful rhythm. Um, Emptying the negative letting go and forgiving so you can keep your spirit free and open. And then, you know, being spiritual and prayer and meditation and focus on scripture. So all of these things connect to fill us up, allowing us to sit before God and receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and then connecting with the Holy Spirit to put in the right things in our mind, the right things in our body, to take care of ourselves, to let things go, to forgive, to release. All of these things are important. And the more you give out, that's the more you got to give in. As an educator, I give out a lot every day. So I really have to pour into myself on a consistent basis and put myself at the foot of the Lord to allow Holy Spirit to refresh and renew because he promised those living waters on the inside of me. And just because you're busy, you're going to get tempted to sacrifice your private time, your prayer time, and your fun time. But that's a part of your rhythm. Adding those things in a consistent way. You know, so many times we wait to vacation before we completely let go. What if every two weeks you took a little mini vacation where you took an evening to yourself? Where, um, you know, you're walking through the week where you took a book and I'm going to read a book and sit outside. You know, however it fits into your life. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot of time, but little mini, little mini spa days, mini vacation days. You know, back in December, we talked about sipping and soaking, soaking in the tub and sipping on your favorite beverage, you know, nice cold glass of water, (laughs) some tea, you know, whatever, doing those little things to interject so that. You can get to a place where your tank is 100% full and then you can operate and give to others out of the overflow and you're not trying to share what you need to survive and thrive with other people because you haven't taken care of yourself. So encouraging you today, find your rhythm, think about the overflow Commit to not allowing yourself to get so low before filling up again. Can you do that? Well, we're going to talk some more about overflow the next time we get together. And until then, I wanted to encourage you to continue to cope, hope, and thrive.
Thank you for joining me today on To Cope, Hope, and Thrive. I pray that you found some insight, picked up a tool that you can use to keep standing, and that you've been strengthened in your inner man by the power of God's might. Go ahead and look in the mirror and say to yourself, yes, I'm still here. And yes, my life is being redefined and redesigned. Before next time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and make sure you share this with a friend. Until next time, cope, hope, and thrive. Grace and peace. It's your girl, Melissa Taylor.